Good day. Welcome. Bill Michael Show coming to you and having a good day so far on a Monday. What a wild weekend of football we had. The Cowboys getting knocked off by the Jaguars. The largest lead in NFL history gone as the Colts couldn't hold on up in uh, Minnesota. You had the snowballs flying in Buffalo. I mean, what a wild weekend. Wild weekend of stuff going on. It was fun, though. It was a good time. Enjoyed it immensely. Immensely. What a what a good weekend of football. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. You want to find us? Go ahead and do it. We uh, we would love to talk to you. Again, 877-867-1670. Um, one other note here. We're going to talk about this coming up here in just a little bit. Uh, and I'll, I'll get into this a little bit more, but uh, d- there was an article written in The Athletic, and we gave you snippets of it last week as we got to the end of the week. And then uh, the full article came out, and we're going to have the author of this article coming out of The Athletic on. Uh, Kaylin Kaler is going to be joining us. But basically it's called A Really Tough Transition in Aaron Rodgers' Offense. And uh, it's signal meetings and Aaron Rodgers' little death stare what it's like for Packers receivers, Packers rookie receivers. And uh, so we're going to we're gonna talk about this coming up here in a little bit. It is, um, if you've read the article, then you know where we'll go. But it it is a tough, if you are a wide receiver coming into the Packers organization, it's already tough enough playing with a guy that is cerebrally up here. I mean, just... Uh, on a different level, okay? But then to be expected to be on that level, and if you're not, or he feels that you're not, to receive kind of the, and, and here's, here to receive kind of the the ire. I, I don't know how else to put it. It's, it's just you get into the doghouse, okay? But let me ask you this. And this is for Packers fans, I want you to take a really, good look at 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 the circumstance you got you got to take your passion out of this okay you got to step back for a second because greg jennings left had some things to say people got pissed jermichael finley left had some things to say people got pissed uh even donald driver early on had some things to say people got pissed and then donald backed off donald knows it's like look marketing wise this is suicide I'm like a god in Wisconsin. I can go anywhere, do anything. I'm I'm buying cousins. I'm doing softball stuff. I've got awards banquets. I he he rules the roost in Wisconsin. So he he backed off of his original comments between Brett and Aaron. Okay, he backed off all of that. But it was said. I mean, it was out there. All right. So for these people that have come out, and other people have said things too, you know, but for people that have come out and said things that didn't necessarily have the best light to shine on the quarterback and on leadership and such inside the walls of 1265, they were shunned. You know, ah, it's sour grapes. You're not here anymore. Ah, you know, you're a Viking now, or you're you're not here. Screw you. You know, that's the way it was looked at. But eventually you hear the same thing often enough. Eventually you got to go, hmm. Is there something to this? Is it sound because one guy in one era to say something, and then another another guy, and now you've got another guy in another era, and another guy in another era, and eventually you got to at least say, you know what? There's a little bit of where there's smoke. There's at least a little bit of fire, right? And that's what this article kind of sheds light on: is the 
you you need to do as I tell you to do. Um, and I am going to quiz you in everything of life. And if you don't do what I want you to do, and that's it sounds like it's it's these discussions. We heard about the discussion of, you know, um, oh, by the way, you don't believe in 9-11, do you? The conspiracy theories. Go read it. You know, instead of just just being football, it's like I'm here for football. I'm not here to be a part of your book club. I'm not here to be, you know, your guest of honor over at your barbecues. I'm not here to, you know, watch a movie, your girlfriend. Uh, I am I'm here to play football. So but Rogers wants you on, on this different level. He wants to be able to communicate with you in certain things. So sometimes it is a give and take. It has to happen in that particular sense. Right. Sure, it does. But if it doesn't, is it fair to have that taken out on you? You know, that, 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 as they put it, the death stare. So it was just one of those things that uh, we're going to talk about coming up here in a little bit. I, I think it is a, uh, a, a fair look to where you can say, I'll take a look, and then I'm going to decide for myself behind closed doors, and, uh, and, and then I'll, I'll let you know kind of, you know, my thoughts and feelings and such on it. But it is, uh, it's, it's rather interesting. It's rather interesting. Bill, I specifically enjoyed the fact that there was a Randall Cobb in there who clearly has had a lot of success and figured it out with Rodgers, right, for right, time and time right. again. There were also uh, pieces with some of the receivers that did not work out, like Amari Rodgers right. or those that were only here for a year and couldn't really stick. It's basically the way I read this, and you correct me if I'm wrong, that on one hand, if you get on his good side, you are cerebral. You, you, um, you know, try to elevate yourself. You fall into his good graces. If you don't, and you're just there to play football and you do what you can, but maybe you're not on the same intellectual level, then he kind of shuns you, which to a certain extent you have to ask yourself how fair is that are you wasting a good talent because he just doesn't want to read your book or doesn't want to believe in the same philosophy you believe in when it comes to stuff away from the field or if it's this impromptu meeting of hand signals yes that's part of your job but is he making it to where i'm going to know it you have to come up to my level and if you can't i can't throw you the football are they making it so difficult that, and remember, Rogers is the one that says, I think we need to simplify things. Is, in essence, he making it so difficult that it's it's too difficult? You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that's the question, and I think it's only case by case. Like with Amari Rogers, right. I think it was clear that no matter what, Rodgers was doing in terms of trying to get him up to speed, that just wasn't really going to work. Where right. I'm not going to say Rodgers demanding a certain level is the reason he didn't work out here. It, no, no. The play it, but, just wasn't good enough. Right, but isn't it ironic that he leaves here and suddenly he starts becoming a target? Now, granted, it's it's Houston, but he starts to have minimal amounts of success in Houston. Yeah, there's probably some freedom that comes with it. Right. Lack of pressure. So, you're, you're, well, maybe that's part of it. Maybe it's just more so the, the succumbing to pressure than it is anything else. But it's just interesting that, you know, he leaves, and the next thing you know, we're, the very next week we're reading about Amari Rogers catching touchdowns, pa- touchdown passes down in Houston of all places. Not a quality quarterback, not a great guy, whatever, you know, not a, a great team. 
but yet he's all of a sudden catching touchdown passes. Now, he's not doing it consistently and having these big, you know, 10-11 catch games, and it's not like he had this breakout season once he walked out the doors at 1265, but it certainly does say to you, you know, some of these guys can play. Sometimes it's up to you to get them the ball. We've talked about that. It's like uh, going back to the Chicago game. Randall Cobb's open. He's on the outside, wide open. I mean, stretches of yardage in front of him. And Rodgers, instead of just throwing him the ball, he tries to do this, well, this is our rule of if you have open you know, territory, you take off, I'll throw it to you here, and this and that. When Cobb's just standing there waving his arms like, throw me the ball. Just get it Just get it to me. And and Rodgers tries to lead him way too much and just basically throws it out of bounds. And then they're looking at each other like, what the hell are you doing? And it's Rodgers thinking that you have to be on my cerebral level rather than just throwing the football. So that's kind of that's kind of it. I guess, for lack of a better term, it's kind of it. But it's just uh, it, it, this this sheds a little more light on this. Might be the best way to put it. Sheds a little, little more light on this. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. And, and there you go. Sue says, even a blind squirrel finds a nut at times. Now, is it? that? See, that's immediately the reaction I was hoping for. Well, Rodgers is gone. Amari Rodgers stinks. Even a blind squirrel. Is it? How do you know? Maybe he just went to a system where they said, here you go, it's easy, it's receiving one-on-one, run the route, get open, we'll hit you with the football. Rather than thinking about everything. You know, one of the things that we've talked about in this particular, um, you know, Green Bay circumstance is, is how long does it take guys to get on the same page with Rodgers, right? Got to get on the same page. How long does it take? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Why can other receivers go to other teams and immediately have impact? Why did Tariq Hill have such an impact right away in Miami? Devontae didn't have to get on the same page with Derek Carr. Now, they kind of knew each other prior to, but it wasn't. it's not the same offense they were running when they were in college. That happened. You know? Why do certain players just go into other certain certain circumstances or receivers go into other onto other teams and suddenly just work? You know, why does it just work? Sometimes I think they they spend a lot of time making it so complicated to almost on the field testing players that when it doesn't work, it's immediately written off as this guy doesn't know it. I can't trust him. When sometimes it's just get your playmakers the damn ball and let them go make plays. You know, that's it. Uh, Complicated fellas, you're absolutely right. He said, Packer receivers, you're either in the circle of trust or you're not. And once you're out uh, of that circle, you're you're out. And uh, that that's there's no getting back in. You're right. Certainly seems that way, doesn't it? 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Uh, let's go to uh, James. James, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Hey, I'm doing okay, Bill. Hey, I just wanted to touch on, you were talking about some of the games over the weekend in uh-huh. the NFL. Uh, I don't know if you were watching any of the Buccaneers game against the Bengals at all. Yeah. But mm-hmm. you were? I yeah. thought uh, 
Tony Romo was just absolutely, in my opinion, slurping on the Buccaneers about, oh, my God, they changed their offense, they're running motion, they're in rhythm, they're doing this, they're doing that. And I just thought he was slurping on them so much. And to me, he made one comment about Tom Brady, too, about the fact that, oh, he hasn't had, he doesn't have any diminished skills at all. Look at him fire that ball in there. Well, I agree. His arm strength, and he probably will always have that. I can probably call Brett Favre up right now and say, hey, Brett, can you come throw the football around? And he would be able to throw almost like he did back in his heyday. But to me, the thing that diminishes on guys like Tom Brady are the intangibles, like his footwork in the pocket, foot speed. He never was a, a, a very fast guy. Right. But to me, right. he's been slower in the pocket now than he was before, which I think might have caused as he moved up in the pocket that time and got hit and he fumbled, that might have caused the fumble there. Maybe in his, in his heyday, he would have been able to be a step ahead of that. You know what I mean? Right. So I think it's the intangible things that people don't talk about or whatever. And I think that's where his skills diminish more than his arm strength necessarily. And I just wondered what your thoughts were about Tony Romo and his comments and Tom Brady. Thanks, Bill. Yeah, no, no, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for the phone call. Let's do this. Uh, I'll come back and I'll address that when we come back because you bring up some good stuff that he had said yesterday. I I agree with you. There were times where he kind of went overboard on the Tom Brady worship. But at the end, too, when Cincinnati came back in that game, they were all over uh, Joe Burrow and you know, in a positive way, all over Joe Burrow and Cincinnati for what it is they were doing. And obviously he, he did criticize uh, the interception that Brady had saying that was just a poor throw and shouldn't have thrown it. So I want to get into that as well. Let's do that. I'll, I'll kind of address it when we come back. Stay tuned. Uh, got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael show coming up. This portion of the program brought to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. They are playing some good hockey. And if you want to see some hockey action, some AHL hockey action, and maybe the, the stars of tomorrow today on the ice down at the U.S. Uh, or excuse me, at the uh, the uh, UWM Panther Arena, all you got to do is go to MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. That is Milwaukee Admirals. Dot com, whether it's single game tickets, group tickets, big old party, you want to go rent out the end zone, or you want to see some of the concerts and the promotional nights, go to MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. That's MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Simply. Simplify some things. I think it's going to be in our best interest to simplify things. Just simplify some things. and Simplification notwithstanding. And that's why I think we need to simplify things. It was very simple things. Very simple plays. Then we need to simplify things. Now it's, oh, we need to simplify. Rain it in a little bit. Let's just simplify some things. Uh, the simplest plays are the best plays. Might be time to reel it back in a little bit and, and uh, simplify some things. Simple mistakes. So we're making simple mistakes on complex plays. To me, the natural response is to simplify things even more. I don't know what that means. There you go. There you go. Simplify things. Got to make simple things. Simple things simpler. Got to make things that are complicated more simple and such. And, uh, well, you know, you know how it goes. Uh, We've talked about it quite a bit. Uh, This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Wisconsin, Harley-Davidson. If you've got a Harley-Davidson lover in your life and you've got a Christmas uh, list, and uh, some gifts you have to get for them, stop out to Wisconsin Harley-Davidson. Go to WISHD.com. That is WISHD.com. WISHD.com. They have everything from motor clothes to they got a great big clearance room out there, too, with all kinds of stuff in it. Uh, you can get parts, accessories. You can get service work, get some things uh, that are going to get on your docket ready 
for next riding season as well. But go to WISHD.com. That is WISHD.com. And uh, see for yourself everything that they have to offer. So uh, immediately we bring this up and it gets, uh, Randall says, seems like a hit piece to me. Why? This is the reaction. Anytime anything is ever said in even a remotely negative light about the team that's written about it or whatever, you immediately want to criticize it. Why? Is it not true? You don't know. Is it sour grapes? You can take it for what it is. Did you read it or are you just saying it? But why immediately is it a hit piece? Why immediately is it clickbait? Why immediately is it dismissed? You know what I mean? I'm not saying it's 100% true. But what I cannot state or cannot stand is that anytime anything negative is said, that it's just all of a sudden dismissed as that's garbage. That's just simply not true. That it's just simply not true. You take it for what it is. Writers don't write lies. No, no writer sets out to write a piece that is full of lies. None, not one. There are writers who want to put things together as maybe clickbait. Maybe they need some clicks. Maybe the, their editor says, hey, let's do a piece on Rodgers because everybody's talking about Rodgers or, or Brady or whomever, whoever the, the flavor of the month is or whoever the hottest topic is. There, are, there is that. But no, even then, no writer I have ever ran across in doing this in this business since 1992 has ever set out to print lies. Not one. Not one. I mean, you're going to get denials. You're going to get players that say, oh, I never have. Because they're going to know. There's only certain people inside that room that are ever going to know. There's no way any of that gets out. But I, I don't know any person, any writer that's ever said, I'm going to do this. I'm, I'm out to do this. To smear this guy today. That just to smear a person because of what they know, maybe. Maybe they don't like that person, maybe. But I don't know of any. And here's the other thing. You know that if you there's certain things you're going to say, you are going to take a boatload of ridicule for. You just have to do it. You just have to stick with it. Because, you know, ultimately, in the end, you're right. And what you're printing is right. The information you've gotten is right. What, you, what you've stated is right or correct. And haters are going to hate. That's fine. It's when the haters stop hating is that you know you were right. Because otherwise, they jump on you tenfold. It's just like the whole thing on uh, go back a couple of years when Jordan Love was drafted. And, and I heard what I heard coming out of Minnesota. I made a couple of calls, found it out. I had people inside the walls of 1265 and cover them on a daily basis calling me a liar. And then it turned out to be true. Not one of them ever called me back to say, man, sorry, you had it. No, you just got to know what you're saying is true. Just got to go with it and and be right. And then think of why you're doing it. 
And everybody wants to know, you know, behind the walls of 1265 and what goes on because they're so red China, right? 877-867-1670. Let's go to James listening to us in Green Bay. James, how you doing, man? What's going on? Oh, let's go to Rod. Rod, how you doing today? What's happening? Yeah, um, thanks for taking the call, guys. Um, <clears throat> just as the articles, the sentiment of the article, and as, you, as you're talking about now, Bill, um, I've been seeing that for quite a few years, that as talented as Aaron Rodgers is, he's not really the team player that uh, that you really need to get over the hump in, in these recent playoff years. And that, to me, that's one of the biggest reasons why you're not seeing the team pull together as a team because Rodgers expects you to play with him. He's not, to me, a total team player. He expects you to do what he wants you to do. And that uh, that play with, with Cobb, one of his best buddies and a guy who 99% of the time is doing exactly what Rodgers expects him to and the, the mental telepathy or whatever he's expected, uh, and that way he's 10 yards away, wide open, and it's just throwing the ball. I mean, mm-hmm. you don't even have to, you can lead him a little bit in the open space, but why lead him, you know, five more yards where you can? It's ridiculous. And right. when you're seeing Rodgers tunnel vision on one guy, or that's part of that whole thing coming through where he doesn't trust anyone else, and it's part of that, uh, you know, it's, it's all in his head, and he's a pretty heady guy, so... To me, that is what's contributing to his downfall in the bigger games and the playoff games and getting over the hump. It, you know, not fifty million. Oh, it was fifty million. Not about the money, but oh, I guess it is right. about the money. Yep. No, I I completely agree with you, and, and appreciate the phone call, Rod. By the way, we do have some breaking news regarding the Packers. It uh, looks as if they have released Sammy Watkins. Nah, maybe not a Sammy Watkins. Looks like uh, they have cut Sammy Watkins loose. So there you go. Couldn't figure out the hand signals. Yeah, he couldn't figure out the Saturday hand signal meeting, and uh, he was running right when they wanted him to go left, and yada, yada, yada. So um, it looks as if Sammy Watkins out. That experiment has come to an end. And uh, which is good news because that means, you know, Dobbs is back. You know, you, you got Dobbs. You got Cobb, you got Watson, you got Lazard, you've you've got those guys, uh, Samari Torre. There's five receivers for you. Everybody's back. So Sammy Watkins, the odd man out, and uh, off you go. So there you have it. I'd rather have Torre out there anyway. I would too. Um, I I like Samari Torre. Um, He he showed some glimpses. Quite honestly, he showed some glimpses. I, I didn't have a problem with Samari Torre. I really didn't. I, I, I like some of the things that he had done and I just, I wanted to see him get more of an opportunity. Obviously he's a little bit nicked up. And then with the emergence of Christian Watson and company, you know, it just, uh, it, it, it took a little while, but you know, I, I wanted to see some more of Samari Torrey. Who knows? Maybe this class turns out to be in a, an incredibly good class uh, of wide receivers for, uh, for the green Bay Packers. So I, we'll see, but uh, this, yeah, it's uh Sammy Watkins, no more. There you go. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Uh, I, and I do want to go back to, you know, some of the things that uh, were stated before the break. So I want to get back into that when we come back. Uh, stay tuned. we got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. Don't forget, coming up after the top of the hour, we're going to talk about that article in The Athletic. The author is going to be joining us. Uh, we'll chat with her coming up just after the top. Stay tuned. Got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up right after this. 
This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. person that's got the need of full speed in their life uh maybe you want to get them a gift card or a season pass for 2023 down to uh down the great lakes dragway great lakes dragway union grove wisconsin down there in racine racine kenosha find them down there good stuff a lot of fun you can go down and just enjoy some of the racing you can enjoy motorcycles hot rods dragsters whatever it happens to be or you can run your own vehicle not a bad way to go. Go to GreatLakesDragaway.com. That is GreatLakesDragaway.com. GreatLakesDragaway.com. Union Grove, you will not go wrong. Tell them we sent you. Um, this one's from our buddy Steve. Says, do you think the Packers head to Miami on Thursday with the pending blizzard so they can beat the weather? That's a great question. I don't know. That's a great question. Whether or not the Packers head down to uh, head down to Florida. Good question. Um, I guess it would just, you, you probably have to get in touch with the airport and say, hey, what is the likelihood of us getting out on, you know, Thursday or Friday or Saturday, Saturday afternoon like we normally would go? I, my guess would be no, but I, that I don't know. That I don't know. 877 867 um, 877-867-1670. Uh, give us a shout. Uh, this one real quick. Uh, this is, Hey Bill, uh, how is the best way to hear your show in Wasa? Uh, a couple of different ways. One is you can just download the app, uh, W O Z N the zone Madison W O Z N the zone. Uh, the other one, uh, I guess might be the best way to do it. You could always go through Marshfield. That's the next nearest station. Uh, there's one in Tomahawk, um, the Tomahawk station. I don't know if that bleeds all the way down into Wausau, but that's Tomahawk, uh, or right here. Like you're paying attention to us on the Bud Light live stream. You can find us there, but there's many different ways, but if you go to WOZN, the zone Madison, you can download the app on your phone or you can listen to us, um, you know, on the podcast kind of side of things you can go to apple itunes spotify google podcast you can find us on iheart there's plenty of ways to find us but the main way is just download the app in the zone um so going back to our caller prior to that discussed uh, tony romo talking about uh talking about uh tom brady and such and about the skills diminishing i tom brady that whole team looks slow i even think they alluded to it during the broadcast that whole team looks slow. There is the the old saying that Father Time uh, is undefeated, and you can drop off the table almost instantaneously. Brady is still a knowledgeable quarterback, but where his skills, in my opinion, have begun to diminish is you have a, a this this synapse between your brain and your 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 reaction of how fast you do things 
and Rodgers is so good. Brady is so good. Some of these guys are so good at it because they can read and react and move and, and complete the task in such a quick period of time, in, in such a, a, a split second of time. And where Brady is showing signs um, is that that synapse has become a little longer. He looks a little slower. The throw is a little more looping. The arm strength is still there. He can still zip it in, but it's just it's just slowed down a little bit. If you just watched, watch Joe Burrow work versus watch Tom Brady work, it was just that quick. Joe Burrow hopping, stepping up in the pocket. The footwork was moving. It was quick. It was swift. You know, taking off and running when he had to. Just so many different things that he could do physically as a quarterback to propel his team versus Tom Brady. And Mike Evans looks slow. You know, I mean, just the team itself looks slower. They just look slower. So all of that, I mean, it's that's – I agree. I agree with Tony Romo. I mean, Brady is still a good thrower. Brady is still a good quarterback. He has still mentally got it. If you put him on a team, say, next year, he decides to come back, which I, I can't imagine he will. But let's just say he does. Okay, let's say Brady decides to come back. If you put him on a fast team, he will still play well. He will still have that ability. But when the entire team around you slows down and you're slow, you don't have that way to elevate. I mean, that team just looked as if it got old. Just all of a sudden just got old. I Like I said, I still think Brady can play. He just needs a younger fortified team around him. That's all. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. But I will give Romo credit because even though it was a big sloppy wet kiss pretty much for the most part uh, on the Tom Brady side of things, he did point out when Brady made the bad pass and the pick happened, he did point it out and say that bad pass, stupid pass, can't do that, can't turn the ball over there. You know, talked about, you know, Joe Burrow and the Bengals and what they did in the second half of that ball game and how they turned it around. Uh, But it was very honest, saying, look, you know, Cincinnati can't do what they did. If they allow a good team in the postseason to get up on them like that, chances are they're not going to come back and win that ball game. And Tom Brady, going into that game yesterday, went up by 17 or more, was 89-0. He is now 89-1. He was 89-0 when leading by 17 points or more. He is now 89-1. and That's what I'm saying. What a wild weekend it was. It was just crazy. Just crazy. It was just such a such a wild weekend. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. You can find us. Uh, our buddy Jimmy says, uh, hey, Bill, do you think that the Green Bay Packers release of Sammy Watkins could spell more playing time for some of the young guys, or is it a belief that the young guys have finally gotten up to speed and Aaron Rodgers can now trust them? That's probably more so. The latter is probably the better statement, is that, yeah, there's really no need now for the veteran Sammy Watkins. First of all, he's not the sharpest knife in the drawer, okay? He has lost his step. But you've got Lazard, you got Watson, you got Randall Cobb, you got Samari Torrey, Romeo Dobbs. Sammy Watkins is is not needed right now. You probably needed a roster spot anyway, but he's not needed. 
You know, you could bring somebody back off the practice squad um, that can fill the bill, that can kind of know it, be younger. Jawan Winfrey, Travis Fulgham, one of those guys, if you wanted to bring back. Jeff Cotton, there's another one that's down there, I think, on the practice squad. I can't remember everybody uh, that's down there. But you got some of those guys that are down there. If you had to, you can go in that direction. So you didn't need Sammy Watkins to to really do much for you right now. Every now and then he was a decent downfield blocker. He'd run around and catch one pass. But for the productivity you're getting out of him, why? Just move on. Get it over with. Get it over with. <clears throat> uh, this is from uh, this is from Caleb who says, uh, what did you think of all the Brady comparison to Joe Burrow yesterday? It made me sick. Caleb, it's first of all, it's because they were matching up against one another, and Joe Burrow has had success. Uh, early on in his career, he's taken his team to a Super Bowl. But Joe Burrow, I thought the answer that he gave Tony Romo and Jim Nance was pretty solid when they were comparing him to Tom Brady. And he said, look, I, why? Because Tom Brady just got by doing it and playing quarterback. I, I I don't do anything dynamic. I'm not a huge downfield passer. I'm not a a, a fast runner like a Jalen Hurts or Justin Fields. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm not Patrick Mahomes and all the different arm angles and throwing the ball all over the place and tossing an underhand. And I, I don't do all of that. I just, I just try to make the best reads and make plays and that's it. And that's all Brady ever did. Brady got by doing that. If you're just solid fundamentally and you're able to step up, you're able to run a little bit, you're able to move and keep the chains moving and you live to fight another day and you're smart with a football. That's, that's Tom Brady in a nutshell, you know? Um, and that's the reason Joe Burrow gets those accolades. But I think, um, to be honest with you, we're always searching for the next, you know, look at the NBA. Every time somebody came into the NBA that had any kind of prowess, they're the next Michael Jordan. They're the next Will Chamberlain. They're the next, you go through the next, they're the next, whatever, you know? So whatever the comparison was to that size of person and or their ball skills, you know, Kobe was going to be the next Michael Jordan. Remember? So, I just think we're always looking for the next, somebody to glom onto. And it's also very much a sign of we build you up to tear you down to move on to the next icon because we're always looking for the next. That's just the way it is. And Brady, much to his credit, has stuck around and done it at an incredibly high level for way longer than anybody ever thought he would. And he's been able to do it and do it at at a winning pace. He's just been flat out incredible. No two ways about it. It's just he just has been. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, please feel free. Go ahead and do so. Again, 877-867-1670. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at New Mail Medical, treating guys with ED all over the state of Wisconsin, well beyond the borders as well. Listen up. If you have ED, 98% success rate they have. So you know you got it, or you're the partner of somebody that has it. You know you 98% success rate. There's no reason not to call. Let's just say this time of year you're getting ready to go shopping. You're waking up in the morning, and you're going to go, you know what? I just don't have the energy. I'm supposed to go to the gym. Don't want to do it. Don't want to get out of bed. Just want to sit on the couch. Could be low T. Got to get some more energy. Got to get some mojo, some movement. Get up. Move. And they can help you do that. Or the all-in-one weight loss program. You know, you're looking down. You're going, woof. 
Too much uh, cake, cookies, pies, and everything else that's coming my way. Too many trips over the woods and uh, through the hills and such to Grandma's house. Nah, it's not not sitting well. Why not make 2023 a brand new year for a new you? That's New Mail Medical. Call them 414-455-4451. That's 414-455-4451. Again, 414-455-4451. That's the New Mail Medical Center. Hang in there. we got more coming up right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. It's the Packers and the Rams tonight here at Lambeau Field. The Packers need to win their final four games to keep their playoff hopes alive. I asked Matt LaFleur if coming out of the bye, did he have at least one physical practice this weekend in pads to get his team ready for some contact tonight? Yeah, we did. We had we had a padded practice yesterday. I thought the energy, the focus, attention to detail, everything was on point. I mean, it's never perfect. And so you go there and you review the practice, you watch it together and you make the corrections and hopefully uh, we've got everything cleaned up. The Rams have gone through three quarterbacks. How much will they have to adjust their offense for Baker Mayfield? Packers defensive coordinator Joe Barry. You know, this year they've had to play with Matthew. They've had to play with Wofford. Uh, they've had to play with Bryce. You know, so I mean, they, they've had to do that. But, you know, I, I just I don't think they're going to completely scrap what they've been doing. They're going to do some things that, that Baker might like that he's done in his past that's already implemented in their offense. Baker Mayfield met with reporters at his locker and was asked how much of the Rams' playbook has he been able to learn in the past week since he arrived from Carolina. Where we're at right now with there only being four games left, it's one thing to try and learn the base install as much as I can, but don't want to overflow it because really it's about learning the game plan. Now last year, Mayfield threw four interceptions when the Browns lost to the Packers here at Lambeau Field on Christmas Day, Jair Alexander was asked what he thought of that game-winning drive that Mayfield had to lead the Rams in that dramatic win over the Raiders on Thursday night football. Baker did a good job managing that drive. You can tell with the offense now, it seems like Baker's, you know, finding his way, trying to find his rhythm and his guys. With the right game plan and preparation, you know, we should get like seven interceptions, you know. You heard it, seven interceptions. That's Packers defensive back Jair Alexander in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels Show. Welcome back to the program. Seven interceptions is what Jair Alexander said. That's what they should have. Seven interceptions? Man. Man. Um, Seven interceptions. That's uh, that's quite a bit. Um, I don't... (laughs) I don't know that seven interceptions are going to be uh, be possible, but I'm glad he's got that kind of optimism. Jair... Dropping the dropping the verbiage. Coming up, Kaylin Kaler of the Athletics. She's going to be on with us next, and uh, just checking because uh, she is the one that wrote the article in the Athletic over the weekend that uh, talks about what it's like to be a receiver and having to work with Aaron Rodgers and the expectations that he has. So we'll get into that coming up. Um, 
The uh, Tom says, uh, looking at next year, will there still be a need for Alan Lazard? No. I mean, I, you know, it depends on what your depth is, uh, you know, at your wideout position. You've got to assume that Watson and Samari Torre and Romeo Dobbs are there. Um, now, is it going to be, will they bring back Cobb? You know, Cobb's not having a bad season. You just know that Cobb at some point is going to end up injured. You know, does Cobb come back for a lot less money? Just as that safety blanket and, and that guy for Aaron. You know, and if so, then do they bring in somebody else, two, three guys? You know, do they draft another wide receiver? Do they go out and find themselves another another vet to fill the bill? You know, um, I would assume you would. You got to get a tight end. That's the other thing. You know, we've talked about that being underutilized. Do they go get a tight end? We'll get into all of that. Um, David said, don't forget when Favre threw the six interceptions in the playoff game. Oh, I was there. I'll never forget that. That was down in St. Louis against the Rams. I'll never forget that. Packers came in with a head of steam, and it just was awful. It was painful to watch. Six picks. It wasn't even a pick six. It was pick six picks that uh, that Favre had in that game against St. Louis. I'll never forget that. That was awful. <laughs> you're sitting there after like the first three, and you're going, what the hell am I here for? This is bad. You know? This is bad. So, yeah, it's not uh, not good. Um, uh, Jay Qual says uh, the quarterback for the 49ers runs the offense and isn't allowed to do whatever he wants to do. No, he runs the Shanahan offense. You're right. But there is no rookie or no young quarterback starts freelancing. What they have the ability to do is check out of a play they know is not going to work or call timeout. But Rodgers has stated again and again, and it's never been disputed by Matt LaFleur, where Rodgers has said, I don't make the calls. I like the calls, but I don't make the calls. He He's not checking. A lot of you think that he's just, it'll be a play that's a, a pass play to the tight end. He's like, nah, F that. We're going to do uh, an all-go route for Randall Cobb down the sideline instead. He, he's not doing that. You get a play that you can either pass to the tight end, pass to the, the, the second, or hand the ball off. And and it, it that play has a, a tree to it that you can go through that progression. He has that ability to either run it or pass it. But he's not just changing the plays. Unless, of course, you get in the two-minute drill, and then he's got that capability to run that offense. But, yeah, it hasn't, uh, hasn't been, been there too much. Hey, listen, uh, when we come back, I'm going to talk about the article written in The Athletic this past weekend regarding Aaron Rodgers and what it's like to be a young receiver working with him. You're going to want to hear this. Stay tuned. Got a lot more of The Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. The Bill Michael Show podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.